It's Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast, with your host, Jason Tebs, and I'm I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fire on all cylinders. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but um, I was thinking earlier today, like, my wife just started a new job today. She's working at a party, like, retail store that sells party supplies called... Well, actually, I'm not going to disclose the name, just, I guess, for security reasons. Um, but this isn't her first retail job. Like, she used to be a manager at Kohl's back in the day. Before that, she was, like, a shift lead or something like that at Payless. Before that, she was as Ross at Ross. So she's had plenty of retail experience. Um, this new job isn't, like, anything out of her wheelhouse, like, nothing completely terribly new. But, um, she essentially got hired, like, right on the spot. Um, in her interview process, it wasn't so much an interview. It was more a, okay, when can we get you started? And let's get going. So, she pretty much got that job right on the spot. And I was thinking, because today was her first day, and so I was just at home alone with the guy, and we were hanging out, the little guy, and we were hanging out. And, um, I was thinking, okay... You know, I have my career, or the starts of a career. Um, My wife just went back to work after, at this point, two years of not working. She just went back to work. And I got thinking, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? That's kind of like an age-old question. We always ask kids, oh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we ask teenagers, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um... And then it turns into, okay, you know, what are you majoring in? What are your plans after college? Um, And then for a lot of people, they might be out of college or kind of in their mid-20s like I am. Um, Maybe they don't have a clear direction lined up. And it's still that, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where are you going? And it's not an easy question to answer. You know, kids have those cute answers when they're younger like, I want to be a firefighter, or I want to be a vet, or I want to be a doctor, and I'm not saying that they won't become those things, and I'm not saying that, like, oh, it's a it's a pipe dream, and, like, how do they even know their things, like, their taste could change, but it seems like a fairly innocent question when you ask a young kid, but I do think it puts a lot of unnecessary stress on really anybody of any age, because let me tell you, I'm 25 years old, and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, I, like... I'm considered, like, grown up to, compared to a fifth grader, you know, I'm considered, I'm that grown up, I am in that stage where it's like, oh, you you better know what you want to do, because I have a family, and a mortgage, and, um, you know, future goals of where I want to be, I know where I want to be when I grow up, I know what situation I want to be in, I just don't know what exact career path is going to get me there and people might say like oh well jason like aren't you in a job working for a software company in the customer uh service department where you have a portfolio of clients and you know you're making a decent wage enough where you could pretty decently support your family and only you only need like part-time slight help from your wife working like yeah okay sure i have what many would believe what many would say is an entry-level career position i won't deny that i have an entry-level career position but that's not what i want to do when i grow up 
if I'm, you know, if I'm doing what I'm currently doing years from now, I don't think I'll be happy. Like, there are great benefits to my job, but if I don't see any upward advancement or feel like I've made my way in something, I'm going to see that as a complete fa- failure. Even if I am still able to support my family um, and have the same level of life comfort, that, I feel like, would be a disappointment if I never moved up from where I am right now. And the crazy thing is, I am up compared to where a lot of people want to be. I know it sounds like, oh, silver spoon in my mouth. Um, Like, oh, he's already so privileged. Why is he asking for more? And to that, I say, well, we should all be asking for more. We should all be striving for more. We should all be striving for better. So yeah, I, I do often have to step back and say, hey, for my age, I'm doing incredibly well. I'm incredibly successful for my age. And I have to remind myself that a lot because I have such high expectations for myself. And part of me thinks, you know, I may never be satisfied until I'm doing exactly what I want to do. But here's the thing. I don't know what ex- exactly what I want to do. So here are maybe my ideals throughout my lifetime of things I would want to do when I grow up. But before I get into that, I'm going to take a quick break. I forgot to get myself water and my mouth is like incredibly dry. So brief pause and then we'll get into the things that I want to do when I grow up. Okay, so when I was younger, um, and I feel like it's similar with a lot of young children, they want to emulate their parents. And if you would have asked me when I was about 12 years old, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I probably would have said a civil engineer. Only on the basis of my dad's a civil engineer, though his particular job isn't so much like the civil engineering side of things anymore. It's more the management side of things. Um, but I knew, okay, my dad does it. I am like, I want to emulate my dad. I, he's a role model to me. Um, I look up to him in a lot of ways. I know that, you know, I knew he made decent money. I didn't know to what degree, like my whole concept and, um, view around that was very ignorant, I guess is the best word to say. Like, I didn't know to what scope, like, oh, does my dad make like decent money? Does my dad make good money? Does my dad make great money? Um, my parents were always like money conscious, like, so they made smart money purchase decisions. So sometimes I thought like, oh shoot, you know, we're making less than these people because these people got a boat or we're making less than these people because these people have like ATVs and stuff. And we're making less than these people because these people always have new cars. And then I kind of got to an age where I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure my dad actually makes more than them. Now, I can't f- say for certain, right? And some houses definitely had like both um, adults in the household were working. So they had two incomes where most of my life, um, growing up at least, until I got about into junior high, my mom stayed home. So... Um, sometimes it's hard to compare two incomes to one income. Um, but I just knew, okay, my dad makes good enough money that we can, uh, afford to live very comfortably. And I just wanted to emulate my dad. And I kind of had an interest in like, oh, that kind of sounds cool. Like engineering, big structures and projects and that side of thing. Well, when I hit high school, and I saw kind of the classes that the engineers had to take, like kind of that pre-engineering high school classes you could take. I was like, not, not a chance, not a chance. Do I want to do that? 
so in high school, that's when I really started to get into like YouTube really heavy, um, consuming YouTube, not really watching YouTube. So I probably would have say in, said in high school, like, oh yeah, I want to make like YouTube videos or I want to make movies, um, or I want to act in them, or I want to make digital media of some sort. I took a lot of digital media classes. I took a video production class. Um, and to a degree, like I still want to do that stuff. I think not so much like, oh, I want to like be in this field more. I want to like make projects and collaborate with people. Um, cause I, I do think I have like at least a creative mind to do similar things or different things within the, um, media realm. So in high school, I would have said, oh yeah, like a YouTuber or an actor or something like that. I kind of what many kids would say today like many high schoolers probably are like you know they see these people they consume you know mainstream media they hear these people on the radio they see these people in movies they see these bands playing um they freaking watch dark knight and see that christopher nolan directed that movie and oh christopher nolan directed this other fantastic movie and um all these different things or they see a TikTok star or a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer. So a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, like that's what I want to do. Um, and I think a lot of people want to just chase fame and fortune. That does bring its own level of desire in people's minds of, oh, can I be really famous? Can I be really rich? Which I'm not going to knock anybody. Like I would like to be rich. Maybe not so much like famous. I wouldn't want to be Taylor Swift levels of famous where I can't do anything without being attacked. Um, I would more want to be like, I don't know, what's a good level of fame? So, kind of like in an industry where it's like you could go outside and some people might recognize you, but the majority of the populace wouldn't. However, if they saw your work, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's Jason's work, right? That level of famous. Um, so yeah, no, no real difference there. Um, throughout college, I would have said a financial planner, right? I just found kind of a niche that I really liked talking about money and learning about investing and proper money management and all that sort of stuff. But by my senior year, I did an internship, you know, right before I graduated, uh, the summer after my senior year, it was like the last thing I had to do to graduate. And I realized like, oh, I actually don't like a lot of this job. Like, I don't like a lot of what goes into it. I hate selling stuff right i hate like nagging people of oh let's talk about your finances oh get into this portfolio oh let me manage your assets one i i hate that like i hate doing that two um it's a lot of law to become a financial advisor you have to pass law exams you know you're not passing basic money management 101 exams you are passing law exams so you have to understand tax law and you have to understand um just the laws about investing and all these different things and that was just a field that completely kicked my trash i barely passed some of those classes in college for my minor um, my major was a little easier my major was more like the financial um counseling side of things where it's like hey you're in debt here are some like basic tips and tricks that you can do to hopefully get out of debt or, oh, you want to save up for a house? Hey, here's some things that we can do to help you get on a better budget. 
um, and save up that down payment for a house, those sorts of things, which I was a lot better at that. And I grasped that a lot more. And I feel like my particular skill set, yeah, definitely a little more catered to that. Um, but yeah, I all through college, you know, financial advisor, there was a stint in there where I went into the communications thing and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do like news, um, or broadcast media. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I hate the media program. And I also couldn't pass the intro to news writing class because I don't know if you've noticed or not, I don't have great grammar. And that sentence probably wasn't proper grammar either. So grammatically, I am not the best. And news writing has to have very, very specific, particular, accurate grammar associated with it. And this is like when you're writing in a newspaper, for a newspaper, um, for a publication. And then also, I just am not super, well, it's it's like grammar, right? Back and back to the like, okay, where do you place a comma? What's the proper word to use here? I was a great writer. And my professor in that intro to news writing class says, I love reading your articles. Like you write really well. You know how to write to keep the reader interested. It's just, I couldn't figure out, okay, where exactly do I need a comma? How exactly do I shorten um, this series of information into the proper format? Because, you know, when you're in, you know, writing classes, you have like MLA and APA. Well, journalistic writing has their own, and I forgot what it's called. And that just, I couldn't get my mind around that. So, I um, graduate college, and then I'm kind of at a crossroad. You know, what do I want to do? So I'm going to take another quick break and we'll get back with post-college. What do I want to do with my life? Post-college, I landed uh, kind of similar where high school Jason landed, where um, right after I graduated, I was like, hey, I think I could do like streaming or content production because I've always thought like, okay, what are my strengths? I love performing in front of people. I love presenting to people. I think at least for myself, I think I'm pretty funny. And I think my friends would say I'm funny as well. My wife would definitely say I'm funny. Certain parts of my humor are like situational comedy. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'd be able to write an episode of um, The Office or something like that. I don't know if it would translate exactly to that. But in any given situation, I can find a way to make it humorous um, and land jokes about just what's happening around me at any given moment. So I was like, hey, you know, let's let's try this. Um, so I kind of took a month where I was like, let's let's dive on into it. Let's try and stream, um, really dig into it. The problem was, I don't know if I was like motivated enough. I think I was coming off of the idea of, oh, well, here I am graduated. What I thought I was going to do after graduation just completely fell through. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, I'm driving a bus part-time, just kind of down on myself, and then also thinking like, well, I need to find a job to provide for my family and hopefully get out of where we were living. So I don't think I really went into it with one, the right mindset, and two, just the right dedication to actually produce on that goal or that dream. So for the longest time, even after I found, you know, my post-college job, which, I mean, honestly wasn't even a post-college job. It was just, like, a job. 
um, for the longest time. And still even now, I'm like, man, being a content producer in some sort would be awesome. Like Twitch streaming, um, doing this podcast, throwing in YouTube stuff here or there. Um, I, I would love to be able to do that as a full-time job. I, and I also thought like, okay, being a voice actor would be really cool. Or being the host of something, like the host of a talk show, would be really cool. Or being on Saturday Night Live would be really cool. Or a comedian would be really cool. Like, I kind of fell back to, oh, I have all these lofty dreams. And not even for the fame and fortune. You know, all I need is just an amount of money where I can live comfortably. I don't need to live lavishly. I don't think I'm going to make, you know, uh, my dad like the amount of money my dad makes, like I don't need to make that much. Um, but just to live comfortable and to be able to do things that I actually kind of enjoy. Now I get, you know, there's downsides to any job, but to do something where I really feel fulfilled and feel like it's mine and feel like I'm creating that, that's what I want to do when I grow up. So what are like my ideals? If I could describe my perfect job situation, like, what does Jason Tebbs want to be when he grows up? Jason Tebbs wants to be a creator. I want to be able to make this podcast. I want to be able to make other podcasts where I collaborate with people. I want to be able to write more. I want to be able to um, take these, you know, rather than having this just be audio, put it into a video format and post those on YouTube um, I want to be able to make projects with people, whether we're making movies or short videos or um, documentary series or making music or just collaborating on other creative endeavors. I want to be able to jump live on a live stream and do either live shows, whether that's me playing video games or me doing a live podcast. You know, if radio ever comes back, I would love to do a radio show. I don't know if radio is ever going to come back. I actually think this podcast format is the radio of today um, and the radio of the near future and maybe the radio of the far future. Um, I think it's definitely a better listening experience than traditional radio. I think traditional radio, as we know it, will eventually die off. Um, and we can see that where these mainstream traditional radios are bouncing to a more online environment um they still have obviously their radio network where it actually goes out to the fm am waves but you know a lot of stuff's been pushed online i want to be able to consult on creative projects um collaborate you know whatever it might be i want to be creative like i want to be a creator that's what i want to be when i grow up and it's hard a lot of people want to be a creator, you know. Some people still want to be accountants. Some people still want to be doctors, lawyers. Um, some people want to be computer programmers. Some people want to be um, analysts. Some people want to be, you know, there's probably people out there that even want to be, like, um, trash collectors. Like, hey, power to them. Like, power to what you want to be. Um, to provide for yourself and those around you uh, that you love and need to take care of. I want to be somebody that creates. Like, 
I have that passion. I have that desire. Um, as do a lot of people. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be rich. I just want to be a creator. Now, on the bright side, I get to do this podcast every night. I can sit down in front of my computer, find a little bit of time, anywhere from like 15 minutes to a whole hour, and just chat about what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And I'm creating, and I am getting my ideas out there. And it's very empowering, honestly. You know, I see the analytics. I look over my analytics. I don't, like, fret over them. Um, I've always been one that finds analytics fascinating rather than um, demoralizing or, like... Because some people, like, will see their analytics and get completely demoralized. I think that's how I am on Twitch because Twitch is just so hard to actually, like, see that number go from 0 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3, right? It's so hard on Twitch. YouTube's a little easier because, okay, once it's at 1, it's never going to go down to 0. So it can only go up from there. And this podcast is similar, you know. Once an episode gets one listen, it will never go back down to 0. Um, so it's a lot easier to digest the analytics of say a YouTube video or a podcast, but the analytics always have fascinated me where I'm like, wow, you know, what little things for whatever reason are catching on, you know, what little things for whatever reason did well, what little things, um, maybe aren't performing compared to others. Uh, why is that? You know, what I do here, what I do there, um, like my most not my most recent episode uh, before this one, but a couple episodes back, I was talking about AI. And I promoted that one a little more than my average episode just because I liked that episode so much. Uh, so if you go back, I think it's called The Rise of Artificial Intelligence is that episode. So go back and give that one a listen. That's one I really like. And so I promoted it a little more, and I can see that it had more listens than my average, um, than my average episode does. So just little things like that I find very fascinating. Some people are like, oh, you know, I need my sub count to always go up or I need my, and maybe I would get to that point where if it's like, oh, I actually do see real traction and try and make a bull jump to say, hey, I'm actually going to go for this full time and really pour everything into this, my mindset might change. Right now I'm in a very comfortable position where I'm like, whether I get, you know, 20 listeners on an episode or zero, it doesn't really change anything for me. I'm not investing a whole ton into this. But what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be a person that does invest a whole ton into this, that can make the best quality podcast that I possibly can, make the best quality show that I possibly can, um, multiple shows, right? I have ideas for other things or I just want to have other discussions with other people. Um, like that's what I want to be when I grow up. So I guess. Oh, he wants to be a podcaster. Oh, he wants to be Joe Rogan. Like, I don't want to be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan. Um, he's doing his own thing. I want to do my own thing. Um, I don't need to be the next Joe Rogan. My current platform right now is nothing like Joe Rogan's platform. Um, and Joe Rogan was leveraging other um, tools that he had and things at his disposal where I'm doing a little more uh, guerrilla style on my own. So... That's what I want to be when I grow up. I want to be a creator. Will I get there? I hope so. How long will it be? I don't know. Um, but I do think it's doable. And it takes a lot of work to make any dream come true. You know, it's kind of one of those things where if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And 
honestly, like the vision I have for what I want to do does kind of scare me. Like, you know, could I actually do it? Could I actually make that leap and make it happen? It's scary because I am one person that when it comes to providing for my family, I don't want to take risks because I just want to be comfortable. But am I trading short-term comfort for long-term misery? That's my biggest fear being, you know, double the age I am now and saying, well, I didn't make anything for myself. And I think one of the goals that I have is to have kind of a website where I can have it be just a aggregate of all the creative things I've done, where I can be like, hey, here are all the podcasts I've done. Here is a link to like a YouTube channel or two YouTube channels that I run or am a part of. Here's a link to like a Twitch stream that I do. Here's a link to, oh, where you can buy like books I've written. Um, here's where you can see me do live events and all those things. I want to be able to be in a place where it's like, oh, I have a website just dedicated to all the creative things I've done. Um, where I can be like, yeah, jasontebs.com or whatever it is, the one-stop shop for just everything I do. And you can um, get it all right there and see it all right there and experience it all right there. And obviously it'll be in all of their avenues. Um, the, web, the website would just kind of aggregate things, but I just would love to be able to be at a place where I could do something like that. And I think really nailing down this podcast is like my first step. So I'm excited for the journey journey ahead. I'm excited for anybody that follows me along in this journey. Um, so here's some goals that I have for what I want to be when I grow up um, related to this podcast, because I think this is podcast's first step. Um, one, have more kind of two-way communication. So whether that's like, oh, have people tweet at me and I interact that way, answer questions, read comments, whatever it might be or email, one of those two things. Um, two, like collaborate more with people, get more people to join in and discuss with me and have conversations with people. Um, I think those are the two main goals. And then three, just like always hone my ability to be able to produce better content, like learn from what I'm doing. There are little things when I go back and listen to episodes, I'm like, okay, I could I could fix that. I could change that. I could do this little thing here or there. And, you know, the first thing that I've kind of learned is like, hey, I can edit these, right? So just take my time, edit things a little better to hopefully make things a little more cohesive. But I also do like the kind of one take part of podcasts where, you know, things aren't terribly edited. I don't do a whole ton of editing. I just do like the bare minimum to just make the quality a little better. Um, so just, yeah, those, those three things. So yeah, just three things, more communication with the audience, more collaboration to add to these episodes and just continue to learn from them and make them better quality and increase the quality always. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Hey, if you like it, you know, follow it on whatever platform that you listen on. Um, it gets distributed to all the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple. It's hosted on Anchor. Um, give it a like, give it a star, give it a favorite, uh, whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening on. And hey, most importantly, like give it a share. If you think this is interesting, share it with people. That is a huge help 
to me. Um, and I do look at different analytics. So whatever I see is doing well, I can replicate those things. And if this podcast gets kind of to a point where it's a little more centered around certain topics than others, that's fine by me. I, you know, I want to do what the people want to listen to. So give it a share, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, whatever those might be. Follow me on Twitter at Pummelhead. Links always in the description. Uh, if you want to see me live on Twitch occasionally, um, follow me on Twitch. Links in the description. And if you want to buy my book, uh, Five Keepers Moonbrook, it's on Amazon and Kindle. Link, again, generally in the description. Um, so far, every platform I've checked, the links work. There might be some platforms I haven't checked where the links don't work as it gets transferred over to those various platforms. But I know they work on Spotify. I know they work on Google. And I'm pretty sure they work on Apple. So those are the ones that I've worked. And I think I've checked another one. So, hey, thanks for listening. I will catch you in the next episode of Tebstocks, the premier useless podcast. Peace.